and Mark Riddell just cracked. The first I've only I've only seen it one one player just went, I can't do it. Mark Riddell just packed him one morning, just wouldn't get out of bed. He was like, I can't His back do it. was Caesar salad, yeah. <laughs> His back had gone. And and do you remember the example he made of him? Oh, it was like because Mark Riddell had come over, he was a senior from played in Australia a long time, came. He was overweight, but he was a good player. And he came in and we had like these three days from hell. They were terrible. Um, and on the fourth day, we woke up in the morning and we all had these uh, T-shirts on numbered, like a blue team, red team, whatever. And this guy comes out and he's counting all the numbers and he's like, oh, we're missing someone. Who's missing? And no one wanted to say it, but Mark Riddell had got up in the morning, put his own clothes on. He just lied on the bed with his bag and said, I'm not doing it. It's too <laughs> difficult. I'm not doing it. So we're all stood there, Michael Maguire stormed around. Who's missing? And no one wanted to say anything. So he stormed back into the, the where we were sleeping, this dorm. And he's got get out of bed, you're fat, all sorts. And he's, he's like... an intense guy in the match. Oh, ridiculous. And uh, Mark Riddell went, you've got a duty of care as a coach <laughs> to look after me. And Matt just went, fuck your duty of care, get out of bed. And he won't get out. So Matt, so then, so then he got us, so we're then running around these fields with the head coach, like the angriest you've ever seen him. So this prick's lied in bed, like I'm not doing it. We're getting hammered. Oh, Wayne's the man. He had an accident probably about, I think, I'll say 30 or 40 years ago now. Um, he, he said it was so long ago that they didn't have to wear seatbelts. He's, he's that type of bloke, he's really funny. So he, he, he was in a car crash and they didn't have seatbelts and, and that's how he got his injury. But, um, you know, when I was in bed and I was just lying there, I used to see him coming past with his wheelchair and I was going, oh, I hope one day I can be like Wayne. And then wait, like, one day I, I, I was starting to get like feeling back in my legs, like the touch, they, they get this, um, like a pin, prick you everywhere and they, they see if you can feel it. And I start, and then Wayne coming afterwards, he goes, oh, can you feel your arms? And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, oh, can you feel your legs? And I was like, yeah, I can, I can feel my legs. And he goes, oh, oh get up, mate. <laughs> Stop faking it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, really, really, like, it, 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 he, he, because he's been in that situation, he understands it. He knew, somehow he knew that I was going to not be in a wheelchair. Look, I, I think, I think as a sport, as a playing group, I think we need to make some changes. If I looked at the uh, the social media platforms of, uh, uh, of some of our players, even the more talented ones, a lot of them will be uninvestable, to be brutally honest with you. If you look through, look through the pictures, there'll be pictures of nights out. If you look through who they were following, you know, not... We all know what I'm saying. I'm not, I don't follow those. If, if you look at what they're liking, but this, these are what yeah. big companies are doing mm. nowadays: the auditing profiles to see is this player uh, investable. So we we need we need to, a cultural change, I believe, in in rugby yeah, league to, to take us to a different level. I love I love the Cristiano Ronaldo documentary where uh, he's he's a gazillionaire, but he's still looking at ways to get better and and. I'm not saying every one of our players can afford a pool in his house, but if I walked into some of our players' houses, would it look like the house of a professional sportsman? And by that, I mean, if I open the fridge, what would be in it? Yeah. If Am I falling over a foam roller on the floor? Uh, you know, has he got a good ice machine? He's, it, has he got a laptop? You know, I know Wayne is kicking off that some of his England players have not even got a laptop to watch the clips. 
you know, I think we need some, uh, to make some cultural changes if, we, if, we've got to, if we want to, to be serious about taking our players to, to a different level. We have a freebie mentality in rugby league. Absolutely, yeah. Freebie mentality. Yep. Oh, and yep. if, you know, of course I'll post that on, on, on Twitter. If I get two free T-shirts, yep. the, the superstars of the game are turning down thousands of pounds if they don't believe in that product. So we've got, to, as players... We've got to make some changes in a sport. People like us have to influence and drive that. But you've had the, the G7 Speakers Summit, which was in Chorley, your home constituency. You were born in Adlington, just south of Chorley. Please, 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 Lindsay, tell me that it's true that you gave the likes of Nancy Pelosi and all these political icons that have come over from the world Warrington Wolf shirts. Absolutely correct. Um, I'm going to say I thought it's a great opportunity. You know, we've got to sell the game. So here we are, you know, uh, the French president speaker. He said, I play rugby. I said, well, this is real rugby. So, you know, he, he got the show. They were all delighted. They thought it was fantastic. So they all had the name on and number seven. So all the speakers have got the shirts. Alfie Bull was singing on the Saturday night. And Alfie Ball even got the Warrington shirt as well. He said, I follow Fleetwood. I said, well, you don't follow Rugby League. But there we are. So we, 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 we got them all there. And it was a great opportunity just to mention the great game of Rugby League. Give them part of that by wearing a Warrington shirt. But I always look back in terms of the rugby and think, and think it's not it, that didn't really make an impact for me with my mental health until um, the 19 season where I did leave Leeds, like I wasn't playing well. Came back from injury too, uh, too early. And um, I, was at, I was at breaking point at that point. Because yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I've not really said this before, but when um, we played, we played a game, we played a game at home, I think it was against Wakefield. I remember playing against Bill Tupo and I missed about seven tackles on him. He just ran over the top of me and everything. I had the worst game like ever, like, Probably one of my, my worst games, obviously defensively and everything. So I was gone, like my head was gone after it, like basically. And that weekend, like I planned my suicide, and I thought this, you know, this is it for me. Like I, what I was going through from my marriage, like it was over. It was breaking. It was breaking down. I just felt there was nothing. There was nothing left for me really. So I got to that point where I was planning, uh, and it was going. It was going to be in my, in my own home as well. So. Um, but that, but looking back at that, my kids, my kids that weekend really got involved with me, so it then it made me realise like I can't do that. Like I, I'd, I looked at myself and thought I'm never going to be in that situation ever again, where I'm going to think about ending my life. Yeah. Them kids there, like they're not going to be with their dad if I do that, you know. Like it's it's something that. I've kept hold of for a while. I've not really spoke about it as much to people, but I feel like it's important to do that because I just want to help people at the end of the day. So, for example, we got our names on the back of our shirts for the first time ever in the Saints this season for Saints, and it meant so much to me. And that's just something that probably the men's players don't even really think about. But for us, I'm a 29-year-old. I've played for England for you know, 11, 12 years. I've never had my name on my back and that meant loads to me yet there'll be loads that loads of people in who have opinions that think well hang on the women haven't deserved to have this they don't deserve to wear that shirt because are they good enough they've not been through x y and z to get there and it's 
you know, there's a, there's always a chicken and egg. You need to give something respect to then build it into the product it can be. Um, and we're in that sort of transition phase at the minute where, you know, we're an elite, we've got elite sports status and there's definitely athletes that, and teams that fall under that category. There's probably some that don't. But how do you grow the women's game? How do you get eyes on it? How do you get commercial interest without making a drastic change like that? So there's always going to be this sticking period where there's a lot of opinions that don't think it should happen. Um, and I think we're slowly changing that. I think there's, there's lots of people who were against it years ago who are absolutely on board with the Women's Super League now and can see the direction it's going in. But yeah, I think there's, it's just a lot of people stuck in the ways who either the concept of women playing or the fact that they think you've been handed something because, oh, all of a sudden there's a Women's Super League and you've not built this heritage over years. People have been playing for years. Women's Super League didn't only exist in 2018 when the Women's Super League happened. You know, people have been playing for years on crappy fields and didn't care and still gave everything. You know, people were paying to go and play for England themselves and raising money and doing this, that and the other. Like, we're building, it's a progress. And when I first started playing, I didn't get a cap for England. I didn't get a heritage number. They've been retrospectively given. And that was one of the proudest moments of my life. I've got my heritage number tattooed on me. So, you know, it's, it's all a process. And I think we're slowly getting there with changing those perceptions. <laughs>